Welcome back to another exciting week in the Web3 universe. I'm your host, The Mayor, and you're listening to the best NFT media-nominated NFT and Chill podcast, the show that discusses interesting topics with artists, creators, and thought leaders from the Web3 space. This week on NFT and Chill, we're talking with David Lee, CEO of DAO4Art, and we're going to be discussing the royalties debate but also tokenization of royalties and creator content, creator launch pads, NFT launch pads, and also AI-generated art. So sit back and chill while we explore the exciting world of Web3 and NFTs together. Who I have this week is David Lee from Dow for Art. How are you doing today, David? Thank you for having me, Mir. I'm the co-founder of the Dow for Art platform. Happy to be here. Yeah, I'm stoked to have you for sure. You want to just give the audience a quick introduction real quick? Yeah, sure. Me and my partner have been involved in crypto space since 2013, previously based in Shanghai. And uh, we have worked on all sorts of projects. Uh, Right now, we have relocated to Portugal. And we're doing this uh, new platform called Alphard that is for NFT launching and for royalty tokenization. I definitely want to get into, you know, royalty tokenization. But real quick, you moved from Shanghai to Portugal. What was the cause of that move and, and what is it like being, you know, in Portugal in kind of like the Web3 space? Well, to summarize it is because of the regulatory environment changes in China back in the uh, the first cycle, if you could call that, the 2013 bull and 2017 bull, we can still operate within China. Later, you know, can still do mining, at least. I have adjusted myself to all of those businesses. In the end of the day, it's no longer plausible because, you know, the regulatory environment is getting more difficult. Most of the industry is moving out. Most of the people in Web3 from China are moving to other countries like uh, Singapore, like Thailand, uh, and some of them to Europe and the, and the US, especially the mining part. Most of them migrated to Northern America. We reckon we have to make the move as well. We chose Portugal. The reason being like we have a network, you could say, of uh, friends and business associates. Portugal right now is the friendliest country towards crypto in Western Europe. And it's uh, been a very nice country for us. Local community is uh, quite enthusiastic, participated in all sorts of uh, local meetups and, uh, you know, conferences. So the atmosphere here towards crypto is also very positive. I personally didn't know that Portugal was a Web3 decentralized friendly country. I do remember when China was going through their regulatory climate. I remember it affecting, you know, Ethereum and Bitcoin's price pretty uh pretty <laughs> significantly. I remember back in the day as well. Every time you have a bull market, they will do a crackdown. The crackdown just keep escalating. In 2017, they did basically a, a reg- regulation that the banks cannot handle crypto transactions. In 2017, is basically banning entrepreneurship in Web3. That you cannot do fundraising or start your own project. And later we were like, okay, at least mining. And then in 2021, I think 
was in May, mining was banned as well. So everything was shut down and everybody had to move. With the mining gone, there's nothing left. I actually personally handled the migration of several of our mining facility and to Northern America. I would say I was lucky that uh, we didn't get caught in between, but it, it went smooth and uh, we're out. And that's how we, we can keep the community, you know, existent and keep us uh, relevant. And we can continue to contribute in Web3 as a whole. See, that kind of stuff is fascinating to me, like hearing about you guys having to move certain operations to sustain yourselves and keep the project, you know, to where you need it to be to be able to run a project like that. I want to dive into the whole royalty tokenization and just the kind of royalty climate as a whole. I know there's a big debate going on on whether, you know, NFTs and artists and creators should have royalties, you know, in general. So I'd like you to weigh in on that aspect of it. Regarding royalty, what we feel like is it's a very simple principle. People who are creating should be rewarded. And we have to take into consideration the workflow of producing digital content. It's very natural that, you know, we have seen the example in the past, like people getting a significant chunk of reward at once. You have to have continuous rewards to incentivize the artists to continuously produce because digital content always take a long time and you have to have it tested in the market, have the input from the community. So for artists, it's better that he has not just reward, but continuous rewards. In that case, royalty is a must. So we don't even go into the debate whether we should have it or not. So I think royalty is here to stay, but we have to find a way to innovate how royalty works because we're in Web3. You don't have to operate it like as if you are in the traditional world. That's why we propose the tokenization of the royalties. The artists, but their rewards are, I would say, two kinds of rewards. One is more instant. As you can see, there's the short reward and the long-term reward. In royalty tokenization, this is very natural because you can sell part of your token to the market and you can keep part of the token to yourself in case the project grows. I would say it's a very good combination and you know it's up to the artist himself to decide what he wants to do with it. You know, when it comes to royalties and creators, you know, even if it's not art we're talking about, like you said, content, huge platforms like Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and TikTok are making tons of ad revenue off of what people are posting. Why aren't creators getting their due pay from that? I know there's a lot of apps that are popping up now, like Rumble, which is like YouTube, except the creator gets their share, and they don't have to hit these markers in order to achieve that. There's Logcast, and there's all these apps that are coming up that are for the creator. That's essentially what royalties is. You own your content, you own your art, you then get revenue from that. As long as that art is being traded or being watched or what have you, engagement, that's what it's all about. I definitely think, especially in the Web3 space, that we don't have to do what we're doing in Web2. People are creating the rules here, the users. When it comes to AI art, that is a huge thing right now with all these artificial intelligence programs and chat GPTs. And now you can just create art just from typing in certain words. You you talked about being able to launch that type of art on your marketplace. Just kind of weigh in on that as well. NFT evening, talking about this as well. So basically, we see AIGC as at least a trillion dollar market. 
Right now, most production companies or teams haven't adapted themselves. So I would say there's no defined workflow. On top of that, people don't really know how to monetize the AIG side contents uh, because for production company, they got used to their traditional workflow. For ordinary users, it's fun. Everybody wants to try. You just type some words. What's being created feels more like out of the hands of the AI, and everybody can do it. People are not taking it seriously and merge them with the current business model, whatever they have. We see this as a very good opportunity for Web3. I'm not even talking about our own project. There are many other projects on the market right now, every day. They are looking at the same direction, just with different approaches. That is to leverage AI tools to basically help people create contents. In Web3, of course, the core functionality of this industry is about monetization. Once the people who are creating these contents get a chance to have their work being monetized, they will be incentivized to join. And the threshold is quite low, right? In the past, in NFT bull markets last year, it's very difficult. You have to at least be a decent artist. Right now, it's way easier. Production is quite efficient. The competition will be fierce. The guys who will triumph in the end will be competing with better creativity. Web3 is here to enable the monetization of the AGC and will serve as the engine to create all the digital contents in the future. As you can see right now, the rate of consumption of these contents is way faster than they can produce. With AI, I expect this to change. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. With your platform, why don't we get into what dao for art does for the user, the creator, and how you are helping launch NFT collections, not only for the individual, but also for projects as well. This is where you can apply different strategies. You can become an artist, you know, work for yourself as an individual, or you can work alongside a group of artists, or you can have your own team. So you can decide as a creator that this DAO, we're calling the launching of the, the collection a DAO. You can decide this DAO is open or not. So it can be invitational, so you can keep it to yourself or only the people you like, or you can keep it open so everybody can join. And this is where you can create the contents. And these contents, surprisingly, it's not like uh, what we have on the market already. Because in the end of the day, it's up to the taste of these collectors to shape this collection. During this process, we are having a market price discovery. And I think that is very important for subsequent trading. On the other hand, after this process, of course, it goes on the, the trading of other platforms. Then we'll have the royalty tokenization. Next big update is uh, due next month that we'll have our own DEX interface where you can trade the tokens of all these collections. So what is this token? We're calling it the DAO token. Essentially, it's the royalty token. What it does is instead of NFT collections where the royalty income belongs to the team, now the royalty income goes to the DAO's asset pool. Everyone who's holding the DAO token will be able to swap the royalty income because of the fact that royalty income keeps growing, but you can only swap for what already collected. I assume most people will not do the swap. They will just go on trading on the secondary market markets because the DAO asset pools act as a support for that. Sort of like buying an index. That's where the royalty token comes to the stage. They can essentially scale up the size of the community significantly. The value of the royalty token comes from the trading, comes from the floor price, comes from the success in general of the NFT side. 
we are seeing this problem across all projects right now. Many of them are trying to, to improve by providing, I call it the iterating contents. Okay, I give you a, do some gamification, then you can update the metadata of this NFT, sort of like in a video game, you can do upgrades to avatar. But most projects, especially the blue chip ones, are not doing it at all. What happens is you end up with a static JPEG that is not going to change. It will look like this forever. And that's a big problem because without new content, these artworks will be meaningless because everybody will be iterating. Why would I do the upgrades? Why would I create new contents around it? I have got paid already. With royalty token is different because the artist will naturally come to realize, keep building, keep creating to maximize profits. This will help with the community as a whole. That's incredibly interesting. I never really thought of it like that. What DAO4Art does is it's more of a launch pad and you work with marketplaces like 2Y2, OpenSea, Looks Rare, all of that. A short pitch. What separates you from other launch pads and why should people choose DAO4Art to launch their NFTs? Well, this depends on what kind of audience we're talking to. If we're talking to more like artist type, I would say it is because that we support AIGC and we have a DAO community that will render you the control in the long term, complete freedom of creation, also complete exposure to, to the financial returns. For the collectors, I would say it's about royalty tokenization. We're calling this an incentive compatible model. Most other launchpads or marketplaces or any player in the industry Understand that in crypto, you have to have incentive compatibleness. If you design the economics wrong, your system will not generate valid or positive results. In this case, we're exactly doing that with royalty organization. We are scaling up the community. You are incentivizing collaboration within the community between collector, artists, token holders, essentially indirectly incentivizing the trading, the liquidity of the NFT and the royalty token. That's the most important differentiation compared to other launchpads. So real quick, why don't you tell the audience what AIGC stands for? AI generated content. You can come and try yourself. It's fairly easy. You have Midjourney, other uh, AI tools that you just type the words and the, the AI will generate a picture for you. And you can fine tune what are the words. You can make the description more detailed. For most of the images you can use already. If you want more perfection, you can Photoshop it a little bit. For example, if you generate a lady with double layer lip pictures, you can already present on our platform for sale. Okay, David, this has been an incredible chat. And I just I want to thank you so much for coming on NFT and chill. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Why don't you tell the audience real quick where they can find Dow for art? You can go to our platform now. It's live. It's Dow4.art. You can also go to our Twitter and we have uh, some ongoing campaigns that will reward people USDT by simply, you know, uh, uploading AIGC contents. Awesome. 
This episode is sponsored by DAO4Art. Definitely go ahead and check them out. If you are a creator, if you're thinking about launching an NFT, I want to thank my guest David for coming on the show and very smart guy. I learned a lot from this conversation. I hope the listeners out there got something as well because I enjoyed having David on the show. I also want to thank Pod Cajun for providing my guest this week, David. I want to thank each and every listener from all around the world for listening to the episode, supporting the show, subscribing, telling your friends that it is a huge part of podcasting. And, you know, it's helped NFT and Chill become in the top 1% of all podcasts globally in terms of listenership. We're constantly in the top 50 in the tech news category in a number of countries, including the U.S., which was awesome this week. And we're trending on a number of apps like Good Pods. Good Pods is an awesome app to listen to podcasts, and they really go out of their way to help the independent creators like myself. Make sure you're subscribed so you don't miss an episode, and we're going to have another awesome guest next week. I'm the mayor, and you've been listening to the NFT and Chill Podcast. Podcast.